Hi, Riley. Hi, Grams. We, we are, are back, back with We React. React. And talking about something entirely different. Yeah. Today, a movie <gasps> really? from 1967. That's older than you. Called Wait Until Dark. Yeah. It is older than me. I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Uh (laughs) So, yeah, I thought this would be a good one for us. We watched it last night, too, um, because... We watched it last night while we were waiting until dark Uh to sleep. Yeah, because it is like a kind of a mystery thriller, um, suspenseful, not really a mystery, but... um, Quite suspenseful. But quite suspenseful um, and, you know, some good acting. Very um, and it stars Audrey Hepburn playing a blind woman, which is kind of mm, not great. Um, <laughs> she's not great at playing a blind woman, but she is pretty good at playing, you know, people, a person. Yes, and um, and it's because she, she was does half of her job right, half of it wrong, half of it wrong. She was a, a huge star at this time, so of course they're going to pick her to be the star of this movie. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. It would make more money. <clears throat> Absolutely, and I'm sure it did. Um, yeah, so this, it stars Audrey Hepburn um, and a bunch of other names that you probably don't ever need to care about. <laughs> it's a, kind of a small cast, but um, but hers is the biggest and most recognizable name. Um, Ephraim Zimbalis Jr., I believe. <laughs> so he plays Sam, which we see very really little in this movie. I believe he is the father of Stephanie Zimbalist, who you probably don't know, but she was in some TV series that I watched years ago. What show? What was it called? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, Look up her IMDb. Let's see if we can find it. I just can't remember names here. Um, that's nice. It would probably be in personal life. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, yep, see, he was in Wait Until Dark. Whoa, weird. Yep, here she is, Stephanie Zimbalist. <clears throat> At Remington Steel, that was a show that I watched. And, uh, and, and when that show came out and she was introduced as Stephanie Zimbalist, she, it was like, she's Ephraim Zimbalist Jr.'s daughter. And I was like, who's that? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> So now we know that whole um, relationship association. 1977. Oh man, that came out after you were born. Mm-hmm. How old are uh, you? <clears throat> so um, after this. Oh wait. <gasps> waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay, Alan Arkin plays the bad guy. Um, he actually plays three roles in this. Wrote, Harry wrote Jr. and Harry wrote Sr. <laughs> um, not not really recognizable in this. I mean, maybe it's the glasses, but Some of the um, things I see so him ridiculous. much in, in uh, still acting many years later, and he looks so different. Wait, he's still acting? Um, uh, he, I don't know if he still is today, but he... Um, <clears throat> I mean, he has been in... Oh, there he is. See? He looks familiar. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, he was in Edward Scissorhands. I haven't seen that. You so haven't long. seen that? In so long. 
Oh, yes. Me yeah, too. I've seen Ed Reed. Oh, he was in Catch-22. That's where I should remember him from. I want to read that book. Uh, yeah, you should. You definitely should read that book. <clears throat> I heard it was really good. Yep. My friend, it I is. think my friend Keen read it. Um... <clears throat> So um, we have kind of a, a bit of a convoluted plot that's a little hard to follow, but... Uh, yeah, a little hard to follow when you miss, like, two minutes because you were texting <laughs> with your friends. I um, missed two minutes, <clears throat> and the rest of the thing was you're like, so... who's that? What's... What? what? Huh? Why? Where? And then eventually I caught on, like, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, and I missed that moment with the, the old man, and then he comes back <laughs> as the, the son, and she's like... <laughs> That's funny. The The father and son are wearing the same shoes. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so, but apparently there's this doll with heroin sewn inside of it and, and the stuffing. And, um, and the, the woman that is trying to move this doll passes it off to just a random stranger so that she doesn't get caught. I love that and pretty much the entire movie takes is, place in one room. <clears throat> yeah, and then is trying to, well, she gets killed, and these other guys are trying to retrieve the doll from the place where um, the house of the man that she had handed it to because um, he didn't know <laughs> what was going on. And they figured, well, he'll just, you know, put the doll down in his house and then we'll just go to his house break in and just get the doll back <clears throat> but it doesn't work because where was the, oh um oh because their neighbor girl little neighbor girl comes in i guess she's allowed to just come in the house whenever she wants yeah the door was open make and, yourself at, make yourself at home and yeah the door was unlocked she comes in steals the doll takes it to upstairs to her apartment and then later brings it back and tries to just hide it in the living room and be like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, she did, she did fess up to having taken the I did the not doll. like her. She wasn't great. Um, <laughs> like she... <laughs> not the greatest. She was helpful in the end. Yeah, um, but it, it was all her fault. Yeah, because she had, she had stolen the doll. So uh, who, who knows what would have happened if... Those when they got those guys first broke in in the beginning, if they had just found the doll, taken it, and then there there would have been no movie. I don't know why they d didn't <laughs> just knock her out. Oh, to, for the, they, to get her to open the safe. Yeah, they thought it was in the safe. They Forgot had already that. searched the entire house <clears throat> and, and like everywhere that they could get access to, and not found it. And so they figured it must be in the safe because that was the only place left that they couldn't look in. Um, so <clears throat> they figured it had to be in the safe. Obviously. But so then the conceit of the movie is that, um, and why it's called what it's called, is that because she's blind, she has a slight advantage that um, when it's dark, it's the same to her as when it's daylight. Um, and whereas everybody else is at a disadvantage of not being able to see um, when they're not used to it, so um, it's not—it's not like it's a superpower or anything. But she does, you know, she she turns out the lights, uses that to her advantage, and then um, it's really just her determination to um, and and her or being too smart for these guys to be able to try to fool her. 
and all the ways they tried to fool her. Like they figured, oh, since she's blind, you know, um, she's not going to know if we're doing this, like opening and closing the blinds to signal each other. And she's like, why do you keep opening and closing the blinds? Like she could hear that. <laughs> she could hear the shoes. She could smell when somebody was in, and she could sense when somebody was in the room, even when they were trying to hide and, and not be seen. So she was just smart. Smarter than they thought. And they don't show her killing the guy at the end. Like it's, I mean, he was stabbed, but he was still up and walking around. And then in the end, they show that the um, the sideboard cabinet had kind of fallen on top of him. So maybe that just knocked him out at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually show, and this is something that... I kind of thought um, he just tripped and stabbed himself. Possible, yeah. They, they, because they don't show it, we don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they, they have <laughs> moments of total darkness which they don't usually do in movies or tv nowadays even when it's supposed to be totally dark they'll have enough light for us the audience to see things going on um and just pretending that um for the characters it is totally dark so it's really funny because you can tell because you can see like things moving around you can tell mm-hmm. they just made the entire room pitch black and nobody can see what was happening mm-hmm. and they kind of just had to guess Mm-hmm. And I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one actually had total darkness, so. <coughs> like, that's so cool to me. Yeah, it was an interesting effect. It shouldn't be very interesting, since, like, you kind of expect it in a scene where it's supposed to be pitch black. Well, it gives us a chance to, to feel what it's like to um, only be able to hear things and try to figure out what's going on and who's where by for what we, we hear. Know, for all we know, everybody could have been dancing. We never know. Like tap dancing? Yeah. Not tap dancing, I mean. Okay. Um, it's like, like not loudly. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, not tap dancing. Tap dancing is loud. Well, just because there was tapping. And that one scene when it was totally dark and, and then the captions just say tap, 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 tap. Yeah, but that was a cane. That was a cane, yeah. So it can't be tap dancing grams. <laughs> I think we're like 10 minutes into the recording. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, this, this was fun to me because, like I said, it was a suspenseful movie and it stars Audrey Hepburn, who was a big time actress at the time um, in the 60s, did a bunch of really, like she won an Academy Award for this, I think, or she was nominated, let's see. It's very she was movie. nominated for Best Actress. Did she win? In 67. So, yeah, well, no, we'd have to look at her. Anne was nominated for a Golden globe we should look at her imdb um and we're gonna watch a couple more um audrey hepburn (laughs) movies and maybe some some of the other movies for around that time because there are some really really good movies you can see what quality movies were in the the 60s i have not think about how that compares to what is considered a quality movie today most quality movies aren't the best nowadays yeah I mean, there are still some really great movies that are coming out, but most of them are kind of mediocre. Did you you see the trailer for the new Mario movie? 
No. There's going to be a new Mario movie? Yeah, it's a, a CGI Mario movie with Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Except for the fact that it's just Chris Pratt talking. Jack Black is Bowser, though. I think I did hear some complaints about Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, it just does not work. Um, Jack Black plays Bowser, though, and that's funny. Um, it, it, he's actually pretty good as Bowser. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty talented, so. Yeah, I love Jack Black. Oh, he's not he in many could. things anymore, though. Okay, here we go. Lists of awards and honors received by Audrey Hepburn. Um, okay, nominated and won an Academy Award for Roman Holiday. Excellent movie. Um, nominated for Wait Until Dark. She even won an Emmy. Um, this TV show that she did in her later life called Gardens of the World with Audrey Hepburn. <clears throat> was it she Outstanding won Outstanding infor Informational Programming? In individual Achievement Informational Programming, yeah. Uh, Grammy. Grammy, isn't that for music? Yep. She well, it was a spoken it. word album. And mm -hmm. uh, Tony... Why are there so, so many different ones? So, so, what does that mean? She's a... She's an EGOT what's that winner. Mean? That means you won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Why are there Very so many few different people. award shows? Very few people have all four of those. Well, I'm, I'm glad that she got it. She's very good. She but why, very why good. are there so many different award shows? Different award things? Because um, there's different things to award people on. I mean, the Oscars is movies, um, but then Emmys is TV shows. Like, those are different. Um, and then I'm not sure about Tony's versus Grammy's because, um, oh, uh, Tony's is for, like, theater, like, uh, you know, live theater. Mm. And then Grammys is music. So those are all four different things. So they do four different awards. Man. Plus all the other ones. So BAFTAs, of course, is the British version of the Oscars. And she won BAFTAs too because, I mean, she wasn't British, but but they um, appreciated her too. Um, Golden Globes, New York Film Critics Awards, Critics Circle. Excellence in Cinema Worldwide. Hmm. Screen Actors Guild, of course. Yeah, Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Whoa, that's a Lemon Demon thing. Huh? No, it's a reference to a song. Oh. Posthumous after she died. So. Wow, it seemed like, like every other movie that she was in got nominated for something. Yeah. Anyway, so we yeah. just thought we would dip into that uh, different era of movies and uh, and just talk about it a little bit. Anything else you wanted to mention or that, you know, stood out to you about it or what was your favorite part? My favorite part? 
um, was the ending where Roach is, uh, where, there, where Roach and, uh, what's the main character's name? Susie. Where Roach and Susie are fighting, and it's kind of really funny to me. Oh, how about the moment where she's running across the room and he reaches out and grabs her ankle? No, I really like the scene where <laughs> he's he has that cloth and he's moving it around her head. And it's oh. like, what is that? And then he, he that touches was her, really what disturbing. Of course you would like that. No, it's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That was probably the most disturbing moment of the whole thing. I don't know. I just thought the idea of her not realizing that it was a hand because of the gloves. Mm-hmm. It was because of the gloves, and I found that really interesting and kind of funny. Yeah. Like, she didn't have a chance to recognize what it was because he kept, like, just touching her and then pulling it away. So, um, I'm gonna love the was... scene where he's where she's shrouding him in gasoline with a well. He has the uh, matchlet. Yeah, see that was smart. Like she couldn't do anything about the fact that he had already soaked her whole apartment in gasoline, mm-hmm. but she could pour it on him so that he doesn't dare light a match because he's not gonna be able to just run out. He's gonna go up in flames himself. So that was smart. Mm-hmm. So anything else about? Are you interested in watching another Audrey Hepburn movie obviously. or another really 1960s how, movie? Obviously, I really liked how uh, when at that in that final scene, Roach just opened the um he opened the fridge and put a rag in it so that it can't be closed. Yeah, and I kept wanting her to be like, figure it out, take the rag out and close the door. Come on! I really thought she was going to do that, but she didn't. I guess they felt like the audience needed the light. <laughs> at that point so then she just unplugs the fridge come on it would have been so much easier to just rip the stupid rag out of the she door didn't know there was a rag though no she could have figured it out i don't know yeah. <laughs> she wasn't smart in that moment i was disappointed because she was so a, smart in the whole rest of the movie woman in the 1960s Graham. oh sure <laughs> <laughs> i mean when it's all over the stupid fridge door is still open <clears throat> anyway <laughs> that one scene that's the 1960s for you yeah that one scene in the morning in the beginning where uh, that one guy goes into the closet there's just a dead corpse in the closet yeah like, he man. looks it in the closet and he looks over and he's like okay sure like, nothing in nothing in that is nothing in that movie is similar to that like what do you mean? i don't know if you saw the rest of the movie and then you saw that scene last, you you wouldn't expect it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's not a very dead well, body like movie. Yeah, the whole thing is like this kind of murder mystery about who was this woman and who killed her and why. Um, and yet, that's not really the kind of movie it is. That that's not really the story of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, like the characters are kind of trying to solve this, but the movie story itself is not even really about that so that is kind of strange i liked when they <clears throat> ran over a roach and then he comes back and stabs the guy <laughs> you yes, see him getting run great. over like seven times and that was great they cut away because mike is like oh you don't have to worry about him anymore and then they cut away to show him getting run over by a car like deliberately 
and then cut back and he's like he's dead now and then he just pops up and it's like uh no <laughs> i was smarter than you guys i had you guys figured out yeah yeah that was pretty funny yep i can find comedy in anything grams i mean sure there were some funny moments I mean, Rote was probably the funniest character in the whole thing. Very. I he was like quite hair, entertaining. Didn't you didn't like, like his, I hated his, his hairstyle? Hair. I hate his hairstyle. Yeah. It's like a Jim Carrey and the Truman Show hairstyle, and I hate it. Except when he was wearing the wigs. The wigs were good, but his, like, actual hairstyle. <laughs> Although, like, why, they, why he bothered to be in disguise to fool a blind woman was kind of curious because... Like, he didn't quite go far enough because he didn't change his shoes. Um, so why, like, change your, your wig and your glasses when she's not going to notice those things, but she is going to notice the sound of your footsteps and that your shoes are squeaking. So mm -hmm. I guess it's just the misjudgment of sighted people thinking they know you know what like a blind person's experience is like and they don't so are we ready to wrap this up obviously yeah okay. I, I just like the word obviously uh-huh all right then let us oh perfect timing yeah grandpa's up so Yep. So, um, so any final words and then we will say goodbye. No. All right, then we will say goodbye and we'll be back. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 I said bye. Bye. Bye.